This is Jonathan Mickles with the Strategic Multifamily Investing Podcast. And today I have with me Ms. Brianna Maurice. Hello, Brianna. Hi, Jonathan. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and uh, we'll jump right into it because there's a lot of questions I have for you. This is, this is going to be a good interview. Okay. So my name is Brianna Maurice. I am a licensed realtor in the state of California and I am beginning my journey on with syndication that's what i'm doing currently excellent excellent so we'll go back into what is syndication and stuff like that but um so the reason why i wanted to to um uh to really interview you you and i had, had in, a, in a, at another party uh we've developed a really good friendship over the last several months very candid very humorous uh friendship and it's been it's been fun and I really am interested in your in your journey a little bit well one additional thing that you did um as we had some interactions you know around some group stuff uh that really set you apart to me is you sent me a private message uh, a private dm that pretty much just you know thanked me for the contribution that I had you know provided to um a particular situation or whatever and I think that that's that's very rare for people to do something like that. And, and for me, it made you stand out to me that I said, okay, I, I want to get to understand her a little bit more. I want to understand her journey a little bit more. And uh, this interview is going to be a little bit different because, you know, you're just starting. Most of the other people that I've uh, talked to either have already done several deals already and, you know, they're in the industry, they're vendors, et cetera, but, you know, you, you're just starting and that's okay. I think people who are possibly interested in getting into the space, right, and getting connected to people want to hear your story. But before we get there, I want to talk a little bit more about how you kind of, you know, some of the challenges that you faced in even getting and getting here. Um, I was reading in your bio that, you know, you, you, you had a challenge earlier with, with having your kids early. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, I had my first child at the age of 16, and then I had my second at 19. So within that, I mean, I was young. I didn't know about life. I didn't know about anything. Um, so just not having having set a foundation for myself mm -hmm. and, and then and not having done that, and then I have kids, it kind of, I wouldn't say it set me back but it, it it made it a challenge because here I have two lives that I have to care for it. I'm not even 20 years old. I, I didn't even have goals set. I always knew I wanted to be someone successful, but I didn't have a plan. I didn't have anything to start out with. So um, yeah, th those were my challenges, just having yeah. kids early and I have four kids total now. So yeah. And so you're, <laughs> but I've made the decision to say, you know what? <laughs> you go, you gonna duck it and keep it moving, right? You go, you go, you gonna make it happen anyway. So yeah, I, I always, I'm, I perseverance is is that's my picture is next there, next to that in, in the dictionary for sure. Wow, I'm not gonna stop. That's good, and mm -hmm. and I've noticed that even even when we've had interactions and conversations, you're like Jonathan. Well, what about this? And there's almost like no stupid question, which is another positive thing I, I don't want to say as you were, you know, getting started and 
and things of that sort, you know, you always ask the question and I'm like, okay, well, let me break it down this way. Let me do a loom video. Let me send this over to her. Let me, let me help her with this, you know, information. Um, again, we, we, neither one of us at, at the time of this recording have completed our first dealers yet, but, you know, even if, you know, one is further along the way, then, you know, that's, that's really good too. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, why you decided to get into real estate because you, you're a real estate agent right now. Right. So what what brought you to becoming a, a, a realtor? So in two, I believe it was 2000 and uh, I don't remember the year, but I know I was about 21 or 22. I was going to school to be a pharmacist. So I completed my first two years and, you know, I was looking forward to being a pharmacist and just that whole I don't want to. Well, I'm not going to get into the whole job structure thing. But long story short, someone was able to make a decision on whether I move forward in my journey. And I didn't like that. So then I started to understand and research entrepreneurship. I'm like, well, how do the people who own Walmart or uh, the trunks or how are they making money? Because it's, it's not by doing this. So that's when I began my research. And then I see, okay, well, they own businesses. Well, they're entrepreneurs. And I read that a lot most of the wealthy people own real estate. So I was like, okay, well, I've always liked big buildings. As a kid, I've always used to walk through Ikea and just all those, you know, just fascinated by things like that. So I said, okay, well, let me, let me, you know, check out real estate. So I tried, I tried, attempted to wholesale in 2018. That's when I formed my first LLC and I gave it a go didn't work out <laughs> okay so then let's, so, let's okay so why didn't it work out what, what were some of the challenges that you you faced there i'm gonna i'm gonna put it on myself and say mindset definitely mindset. all right let now 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 we this is good what do you mean by mindset because I, I didn't even know this part this is good what happened yeah I, I, I mean, I met some people along the way who weren't so, you know, honest, but overall at that time, I just, I didn't push through the minute something didn't work. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna do something else. I'm gonna do this when I should have just pushed through it and just tried it again, tried it again, tried it again, but I didn't. And then I also had this thing where are people going to trust me? Am I trustworthy? this and that. Oh, I'm, I'm this, I'm young. I'm this, I'm that. And all these excuses going on in my brain. So, um, then I pushed back, went back to work and I was like, okay, I need to figure it out. What else can I do? So I said, well, you know what? Let me become a real estate agent. Cause then maybe they'll trust me at least talk to me at that point. Right. So in uh, February, 2021, I got passed my real estate exam and I became a realtor. And then I started to learn how to speak to people, you know, in the real estate industry. I learned how to talk. I learned, I built more confidence because, okay, I here, here I have this license. So at least that brings someone's guard down a little bit. And and I didn't, I probably didn't have to get my license, but again, this is my own mindset. This is my own insecurity. There you go. As being a woman, a woman of color, the world all in my brain and all that. So yeah. So so that's, that's, why it didn't that's work a very I, okay. This is this is even better. So so I was just having some some other DEI conversations. That's diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations the other day, um, because 
those things do have a lens. I, I was talking with someone who uh, is of a minority, but um, they weren't born and raised in the United States and don't necessarily have that foil, if you will, um, of, of being, say, Black in America or some of the other things that have, have occurred in America. So, you know, you, you, you mentioned that, you know, those, those layers, you know, it kind of affected you. How did you, you know, what were some of the things that you did to kind of help, you know, move you past that mindset? I mean, obviously you just said that your license, having that gave you additional confidence to be able to use what you already had in terms of being able to speak to people, but what were some of the other things that you did, if you will, to help overcome that particular mindset? Well, one of the main things that helped me was, of course, my husband. He hmm. drilled in my mind, don't worry about that, push through. There are plenty of people who've done it, you know, just a supportive husband talk, like get out there and handle it. Um, but one of the things that, that I did myself um, was I researched a lot of Black women who have been successful in real estate. Hmm. And... And I, I heard one of them say, and I don't remember her name, please forgive me, but I remember she said, everybody's not going to, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. So I have that in my mind now. Okay. Well, everybody doesn't have to like me. Everybody mm -hmm. doesn't have to do business with me for me to be successful. So, okay, well, let me, let me make sure I'm myself because I used to tell my husband, you know, we're being honest. I'm going to be transparent. I used to tell my husband, well, when my husband get on the phone and handles business, well, why you just talk? Why you talk like that? You need to like, you know, you know, put some more. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not, yeah, I'm myself. This is how I am. He's very mellow. This is how I am. Uh, what people call a white voice or something like that. I did that often. And I realized like, I don't have to do that. I can be myself and that that's what I'm doing now, just being myself, just being Brianna, my regular voice, my of course being professional, right? Of no course. slang and all that. But yeah, that that's what I've done. I just threw it all yeah. out. You know, another person that I just watched uh, on YouTube, and I love her, uh, Tabitha Brown. And uh, Tabitha Brown said the same thing. She said she, you know, had gotten she moved out to L.A. And you know, she's a Southern girl, and. Um, you know, she had switched over. Her her father was calling and she was on the phone with her best friend, but her father was calling. So she switched over to talk to her father and she got the cackling and doing what she did. She slipped right back into, I think she's from Georgia, into that very Southern Georgia, you know, kind of, you know, conversation because she was talking to her daddy. And uh, I think that's how she kind of pronounced it. And, um, but again, it was, it was, you know, that's how she communicated. She got right to it. And then she heard hello and she hadn't switched over from her, her best friend. <laughs> and her best friend was like, Tab. <laughs> so she was just like, oh, and it was like, girl, you real seven, you know. And so, you know, it it it, it kind of called her to the carpet. And so she got to the point where mm -hmm. she said she was okay with her voice. And if if you all know Tabitha Brown, if you don't, you need to go Google her and get her. Right. She's got seasoning. She's got a line at um, at Target, as you mentioned. She's she can cook. Hello there, <laughs> like this and like so. And then the <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's given us so 
so many different, you know, things that people like, so like this, like this, you know, oh, that's because of my business. I mean, so many different slang things that, that people kind of throw in and everybody knows that it's, it's, it's uniquely Tabitha Brown. And so uh, I applaud you um, in, you know, that you're finding your voice in that. And also this is very, this is very key for anybody else who is, you know, in the same space, having a good partner, having someone, you know, as a good spouse who is very supportive of you and understands what's going on is also uh, seemingly key. I mean, we just did another interview with uh, John Casman and he said the same thing when they started to, you know, uh, you know, save for, it took them about three years before they did their first property. It was his wife who also had that same mentality that they wanted to save at least 20% of their, their combined income to move forward. So, you know, that's another positive. So that that built into your war chest here and, and getting started. So, all right, now you're a realtor, right? You persevered, you, you've had a hiccup, you started trying to do wholesale, you didn't say I'm gonna do it over and over and over again, but now obviously that's not your mindset because you have a supportive spouse. I almost wanna ask, is there anything else that you did that kind of helped you with building your mindset? Um, and you can add in if you want, but how did you make the pivot to multifamily? What what was the thing that made you want to go there? Okay, so uh, one of the other things I did, of course, um, besides research and all that, I read books, a lot of books. What books were you reading? Um, Just give me, give me some of the books that you can remember. Okay, uh, Atomic Habits, um, Think and Grow Rich, The Power of the Subconscious Mind. Um, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. Um, what's another one? I know I have a few more, but those are the ones off the top, the top of my head. <laughs> so and um, yeah. Go ahead. And that 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 helped my mindset a lot. And it, you know how you all you know something and you're good. You have the intuition, but when you read it, you like ah, there it is. You know, so I realized that what for me will be for me. And if I push that energy out there, if I put it out there and I'm consistent, so that that's how that's how I'm flowing through life. With consistent energy. That's that's good. Um, I know that one of my one of my previous mentors, uh, Sherman Raglan, um, and I know where he got it from. He got it from. Oh, gosh. Now. <laughs> I want to say Earl Nightingale. <laughs> I think it was success leaves yes. clues. Earl Nightingale. Leaves. Yes, and Jim Rohn. That's yes. my favorite. Oh gosh, these are these are the the heaven. You don't know who they are. Go go and Google them. Right, it's you'll like change the, your life. Yeah, you're in a mindset. Mm -hmm. um, there is one more, and I can't call this. I don't think it's Jim Rohn. Oh. Uh, Oh my gosh, it's it's gonna it's gonna elude me now. I'm gonna probably put a link to the one of the videos that, that he does. <laughs> yeah. He has like a four hour teaching, and I have watched it like two or three times, and I've got to go watch it again. Um, but it is it is probably Jim Rohn. I think that's what it is. It Jim, probably be because I have one that's three hours. Yes, three hours. And, okay. and he, go Google them. And yeah. uh, and read them. Maybe I'll put a link to some of the things in there. Um, they really will help you with your mindset. They did a lot of uh, training, um, and a lot of people who are in sales use a lot of 
their mindset videos and, and, and teachings to help them out. And so thank God for this thing called YouTube. A lot of that stuff is preserved for us. Um, you know, we may not have to necessarily go buy the book or we may not necessarily consume it better in reading. I know for me, throwing on some headphones, going for a walk, podcasts, audio book, uh, you know, audible, those things I consume um, a lot easier that way because I can walk, I'm, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's this thing, you know, and you have to know how you're structured. Some people can read a book, you know, and they prefer to highlight and, and open and smell the pages. And there's this whole, you know, process for them. So um, figured out what that is. So you did some reading to get into multifamily. And then what was it that made you say, I'm in multifamily? Okay. Now this is the exciting part because I love multifamily. I love <laughs> commercial <laughs> properties. So um, again, on my wholesale journey and then being a realtor, I was focused on residential. And um, of course, just gaining more knowledge, learning, reading books, just in real estate overall. I realized that almost, I wouldn't say the exact dollar amount that you put down for a home, you could put that towards commercial, but it's, it's it, it might be a little close. You could put that towards a commercial property and receive more cash flow. And then it's, it's you can 1031 exchange, you can refinance, just can do to build wealth at a rapid rate. And I fell in love with it. Um, with multifamily, especially retail with triple net leases. I don't want to say too much because then we got this plane. With leases and just overall, and just as a kid, as a kid, like I mentioned, I used to, I, I was by myself a lot because I had all brothers. So I was by myself a lot when I got out of school. And um, where I used to live in Oakland, California, uh, Emeryville was right across the bridge. So I would go there after school and walk around Ikea. I would see all the extended stays and um, the nice hotels. And I would just walk around. I would just walk around in them and just be fascinated. Like, wow, who owns these? How did this person buy this? And, and so on and so forth. So now that I'm adult, I research these things and I find out, well, no, it's not just one person most of the time. It's about five to 10 people, maybe more. And they all put their money together and they buy it and they receive the cash flow. Mind blown. Gotcha. I said, okay, this is this is what I want. This is this is what I want right here. So that's how I got into commercial and I just began my journey. Cool. Well, then that's how you began your journey. And so you started with um I'm sure with some additional education and, and different things of that sort, right? But I'm pretty sure that you've had some challenges also in getting started in multifamily. What are some of those challenges that you've had? Can you can you share that with people? So we're not always just showing, oh, it's you know, rainbows and sunshine, if you will, all the time. What what were some what are some of the challenges that you faced? Some of the challenges that I face with multi-family is again now I broke the mindset when it came to residential but now we're getting into commercial so this is bigger we have different numbers different evaluation that I had to learn learning how to uh I would say underwrite a deal or determine whether it's a good deal or a bad deal I had to learn how to figure that out so with the help of uh the mastermind we were in where we where we met initially 
I started to join groups um, and just learn, listen in, um, and just and just learn. And right now, I'm still on that journey of of figuring out or battling between I don't know what to call it. I wouldn't say fear, but the fact that okay, even though I'm a realtor, am I experienced enough for people to trust me? Am I experienced, even though I haven't done, I haven't have had my own deal? Yeah, I've helped, I've helped people, right, buy land for development and things like that, but I don't have my own. So So it's like, are they going to trust me, you know? So let's talk about some of the actual things that you had to put in place and that you are putting in place right now um, that you've done that are slam dunks, hint, hint. Um, I won't, I won't, I'll let you tell. What are some oh, of those now things I'm trying to think. <laughs> what are some of those things you felt that you had to do to put in place, you know, to kind of help you along this journey? Okay. Well, first and foremost, thanks to you, I had some a great foundation to start with. So, <laughs> so my website. So um I set up my website, mauricecapital.com, and that's where you know investors can go check me out you know, read my bio, um, get questions answered and just see my overall um, brand, mauricecapital.com. So I established my website and uh, my CRM and my systems. As of right now, I'm setting up my- um, Okay, so let's, 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 let's take a step back. So okay. you did your website. You did your website yourself rather than hiring someone else. Why did you decide to do yes. that? Um, well, because it- it it was easy to me. It was it didn't involve coding, so what did, <laughs> I didn't what have did to be you, a okay. Programmer. What did you use? What what website did you use? I used Google, so I purchased my domain, and I used Google Sites, and it's really like a drag and drop, drag and drop. You pick your theme, and you drag and drop. You put in what you want to put in, and you know you got to kind of work with it. You know you might have to YouTube some things, or if you have a friend who knows, you know call it ass, but get it done. I got it done. So yeah, yeah Google. And, Google and she sites. called. And she called. No. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> uh, but another thing too is that you went and invested in yourself and you you have this nice glossy photo now. I mean, what was up with that? Yeah. Because before you were taking some pictures and I was like, um, this this ain't gonna uh-huh. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, that that one for I that was quick. I was at an open house and I was like, let me just take this picture. My husband, he roasted me till we went to bed. He's like, you need to take that down. Cause I cause because so I used to wear, now I'm gonna go back a little bit. I used to wear, I never wore makeup, but I wore eyelashes. I always have my eyelashes up. Always. So that okay. one time I said, okay, I well, think, I don't want to go and get them but, done. Let me just get some uh some strips. You know how the people wear strips. And- oh, it's kind of freezing a little bit. Yeah, I think it was freezing. You said you always wore eyelashes, but then you said, no, let me go get some strips. Yeah, so the difference between, and we're going to get it. <laughs> so I used to get the single hair lashes. You know, you lay down and take about an hour or two. And they put the single, so it looks more natural, just single hairs. Oh. So I used to get that done. And when I was in, I used to live in Northern California. So now that I moved to Southern California, I don't have my eyelash lady. So I tried to go to different places, but it just didn't work out. So I said, okay, well, let me try the strips. 
Because I see people, you know, online, they put on their strips and it look good. I tried to put them on that day, Jonathan, when I took that picture. That's why I'm saying this. <laughs> and it did not work. <laughs> so much I can say. You, you, so much I can say. But no, yeah, I got you. It didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, my husband said no. So, you know, you got I a took, good, took my you, photos. You got a good husband. You got a good spouse. You got a good spouse. That's good. So, but yeah. you and, and I mean, how was easy was it or difficult was it for you to find somebody to do, you know, those headshots for you? Um, it was easy because uh, my agent I used to uh, work with, we used to be under the same brokerage. She referred me to her. I saw her pictures and she was like, yeah, she's um, she's good. So it was a referral and I called her. She was real down to earth. She's so awesome, y'all. Check her out, GiaLarkins.com, G-H-I-A. She's awesome. So um, I went and got now, my Now, Gia needs stuff. to go ahead and give us a, a, mm -hmm. a, a, a advertisement fee uh, for getting those things. Done. <laughs> <laughs> We're just joking. I had to so, shout her out. That's my friend. She's so cool. Yeah. Wow. So you got your website. You got your thing. What CRM are you using? Um, At first, I was using Agile, um, but now I'm using HubSpot. And HubSpot is... I'm, I'm, I'm loving HubSpot. I still got to, you know, it's, it's, I would say it's robust. It's a lot like, you know, but it has everything. That's why. Um, so yeah, I'm using HubSpot currently. Got it. And so you, how are you growing your, your list? Because generally in this, in this business, you have to start talking to people, right? Because a lot of the, most of the, I think um, the syndications, right? Syndications are when we're talking about pooling together, money where there's a group of people who are managing the property called GPs, right? And a group of people who are silent partners, if you will, who are investing money and getting the return, they're called LPs, right? Um, generally in those syndications, uh, you have to go in a, you, you have to register them with the Securities and Exchange Commission and their 506C and 506B are the, the two most popular, I would think, of the type of syndications. Um, of the two, the 506B, which they call the friends and family um, syndication, is this type that uh, you must have a pre-existing substantive relationship with them uh, before you can present them a deal. So that means you're having to have conversations prior to you actually getting your first deal. For a lot of people, that becomes the, the thing that can kind of prevent people if you're not a part of a group or mastermind already, uh, which I understand, and again, talk to your attorney, your SEC attorney, um, could be something, a way of you kind of, you know, uh, hacking that. Because if you're part of the community, you you know them already and, and that could possibly be the relationship you can use. But I still believe it's important to still contact and talk to people. Is that what you're doing right now with your CRM? You're, are you calling people and then adding them to the CRM? How, how is that working for you? Yeah, so as of right now, it's working out great. It's like I'm slowly crawling but I'm getting it done and um as far as like how I'm meeting people and how I'm networking because I did mention that I, I have kids right so it's like well how is she getting this done well people that I meet um just as a real estate agent of course I meet investors and I do have you know contacts there but I'm also part of the Vista Chamber of Commerce so there's a lot of business mixers that I attend so I go there, I network there. Um, they have some great like um, 
lunch meetings once a week, just overall, just engulfing myself and things like that. And then I meet people in there and then they might have their own event or things that they invite me to. So it's just a continuance of going out and uh, just meeting people and just net weaving as we like to call it. And just, you know, yeah. having that first touch and then they ask you what you do. <laughs> they they ask you what you do and you tell them, oh, well, you know, so on and so forth. Okay, what is it that you do? And well, maybe we could talk about it later. Then we set up a car or a lunch and that's the second touch. And then I tell them a little bit more about what it is that I do. And then we move forward in that. So we want to make sure we follow all the rules here. <laughs> so we're touching people multiple times. And you you heard the first touch is, hi, how you doing? We're exchanging business card. Second touch, we're sitting down, we're having a conversation. You know, there's going to be follow-up touches. You know, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you're going to have a, mm -hmm. um, you know, a newsletter and some other things as, you know, as ways of being able to communicate with these people on a, on a consistent basis. Because again, they need to know you like, we trust you moving forward. And part of that is, is having these, these conversations. And so I want to say thank you so much for this interview. I know we've got a couple minutes left and, um, um, and uh, for this particular interview, but I want to be able to give you the opportunity to do two things. Number one, give us the best way that people can get in contact with you since you're in California. So the best way to contact me is through LinkedIn. That's Brianna Maurice on LinkedIn. And then also you can go to mauricecapital.com and there is a contact form there. You can fill out the form and I will be in touch. And you'll be in her CRM. <laughs> yeah, you'll be in my CRM. Touching. I'm going to be touching. Yeah, be touching. That's how you do it. <laughs> um, and so what I'd like to also have is, you know, kind of a little segment. I call it, you know, giving us the boot. Um, for people who are listening to this, is there a bit of advice in you starting your journey, right? You mentioned some of the challenges that you had, how you overcame them. But is there something that you think um, people should hear, you know, if they're interested in getting involved in multifamily or interested in getting involved in investing or anything that you can give our audience, if you will, to kind of uh, give them that boot to move on to the next level? Oh, yes, of course. So my biggest advice give is systems set up systems so things are easier and that in, the crm is a lifesaver because sometimes you're not going to always remember to send that email or call someone or just anything the crm is going to save you don't don't put the notes in your iphone and things like that have your crm and that should be your daily task to check your crm and see what it is you have to do for that day, the calls you have to make and all that. And then also don't be scared. Don't be scared. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it. So with energy, energy <laughs> like that around you is the reason why I I uh, wanted to link with you and, and continue to move forward, in, even in my journey. And I want to say thank you uh, for all the help and support that you've provided me and in, in, uh, in this journey and looking forward to potentially working with you on some deals in the future and, um, you know, getting to meet you and your family and, uh, you know, interact there. I know that uh, we've already talked about uh, kind of a family union between the three of us, this other third party, we're gonna get together and, and uh, get to meet each other's families and, um, you know, move from there. So listen, thank you so much, Brianna Maurice. And uh, we look forward to seeing your name at the top and amongst those women, uh, those minorities, those, 
powerful people who are just doing the daggone thing in multifamily. See you at the top, okay? Mm -hmm.